Hello and welcome to another episode of The Simple Podcast with The Simple Podcaster, Yellow Sun. How are you all? I hope you're great. I hope you're wonderful. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm living. I'm living. I'm not as committed as I could be to myself, but we'll get towards that at the end of the podcast. Um, It's been an interesting week, but I won't bore you with all of that. Um, I just freshly come off of Twitter and to be fair, I'm very late with this, but Hedy One had um, tweeted, I think it was near the beginning of September, so you know I'm late. Something along the lines of the fact that even though money doesn't mean everything to him, having an effed up hairline when you're in a g-wagon and on a i think like pedal bike are two very different things and personally he would rather have an effed up hairline in a g-wagon than on a pedal bike or push bike and to be fair i think someone even commented people should have enough money to fix it but i'm not one to judge if you see my hairline, I'm definitely team five head. I'm able to joke about it because uh, I'm not 15 years old anymore. But please believe me, I was the queen of Alice bands, which probably messed up my hairline even more. But yeah, you should be able to pay for it by that point. But I'm not judging. As I said, I don't want anyone coming for me. I'm not in a position. I just thought it was an interesting tweet. It just points to many things. One, about the status that money affords you and even if you don't have the money if you have the symbols of money what that can do for you in society how you can feel about yourself and how others might feel about you the license and freedom you have to be yourself when you have money i think it's interesting only because i feel like this generation or like this point in the 21st century there are more blurred lines in that regard because there are so many ways that we can represent choose to represent ourselves we've got so many outlets even if uh, we're not all financially up there whatever up there is for you i feel like whilst there is a huge pressure to look great and be living your best life there is almost an unlimited amount of ways you can express that i know it's kind of coming off topic but for me it also points to the idea that you can flex like you've got it even if you don't and we're almost in the age where it doesn't even it almost doesn't even matter if you don't have it i know occasionally you hear about someone being exposed for not really having money or someone being exposed for you know having like fake fendi or fake gucci but in reality i think people are all here for the aesthetic it does not it almost doesn't matter how real it is and um, I guess that's like a double-edged sword because on one hand people that have really put in work and they are being financially rewarded want to feel like their money is worth it and it's not just image they want people to understand the time the sweat the tears that they put into things and I do talk about Beyonce and the Emmys briefly later on the other hand sometimes like this culture of clout also makes space for those that may not have had access to things because they literally couldn't afford it in the past but now they're almost making a business through performing wealth but I think 
the kind of main point that Hedy One was making is being brought down is not hard when you've got funds. Being brought down isn't as hard when you've got the images of status, even if you don't necessarily even have the status, just the image of status. But I think he was pointing to the fact of like real, you know, like not just solely flexing without the funds. I just find it interesting that money and good have almost been conflated and by conflated all I mean is they've almost been traded the meaning of good and the meaning of money have been traded so if you say money what people hear is good what people hear is success what people hear is aspiration through that what people hear is okay you're acceptable now okay you're not a threat because you have money okay I'm happy to engage with you and yeah, maybe I'm reading too much into it. It allows me to think about culture. It allows me to think about the ways we as humans consider each other, what we hold as important, what money means to us in a capitalist society, you know, what chance there is of us changing our economic setup. So yeah, Heady One may be making a statement that one might just be like a lyrical thing or, you know, a uh just a general comment but it points us to something more significant how differently do we look at heady one because he has money if he didn't have the money that he has and he was just walking through tottenham through brixton through peckham through croydon would we engage with him in the same way if he had no money but he was just handing out his his um like his mixtape i don't think people really do that anymore but he was just promoting his music on soundcloud right but he didn't have those tangible physical things would we still hold him with the same regard would we still respect would we still accept his hairline for real would we would we be would we still be as as generous with accepting his hairline just as a, as a question to those listening do you agree that it's easier to maybe not be the most attractive person when you have money it's like I want I want to be this humanitarian person and say no it shouldn't matter and it I feel like it shouldn't I'm doing like air quotations it shouldn't matter what you look like whether you're rich or poor but the reality is things mean things I know I know that's like the most basic generic sentence ever but someone's beauty means something someone's wealth means something these things are not in a vacuum these things are not separate from each other um, having money means something about your your position in society. Your position in society means something about the things that you can access. The things that you can access mean something about the life that you lead and the possibilities and like generational possibilities. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of putting the question out there. In a way, I know money does kind of create a big ogle effect it creates a, it's almost a softening a softening of people of men in particular I feel like it's another conversation for another day but women with money seems like at least in my experience seems to almost have the opposite effect in particular spaces at particular times and depending on the kind of tax or wealth bracket the woman is in women definitely get a certain backlash for being wealthy or more wealthy than their male counterparts than men have but that's another co conversation for another day 
Anywho, yeah, Heady One, thank you for that tweet. I know I'm late. On to the next. Okay, so on to other business. Beyonce's Emmy snub. I don't really want to call it snub because even though these award shows are interesting and fun, I honestly don't feel like we follow them like we did like in the 90s or early 2000s. Award shows are like nice really to see what people are wearing, but does anyone really care about who wins what? In all honesty. In all honesty. Anyway, so Beyonce, I think she lost out on six Emmy nominations for this year's Emmy Awards. Um, I think the huge disappointment was her loss um, for the variety special category. So I think for the variety special pre-recorded, I'm reading here from metro.co.uk, if you don't notice, um, she missed out to Carpool Karaoke, which is James Corden's TV show or like YouTube segment. I don't know if it's on TV, but... I've only seen it on YouTube in like Ariana Grande and Mariah Carey and them lot go on. She lost out a number of Emmy awards, but I think people are really, really shocked about the fact that she lost out to the carpool. The thing is, Homecoming was such a good film. Not only did it show how hard she'd worked, but how hard, you know, her dances had gone in for her. And it was amazing just to see the level of production. And I know Beyonce is in a lane of her own. She's worked for years. She has the backing, the funding, the connections to do such a huge thing. And whether she wins or not, she knows we're all here for her and we all stand like crazy but um, can I say I'm a that mad, as mad as Twitter? People going ham um, regarding her loss to carpool. I can't say I am, only because I know Beyonce will keep giving. I know there is something to be said about people being awarded for their efforts. You know, Beyonce being awarded for the decades and years she's put in. But at the same time, these award shows are usually compiled by people that I feel like they're not really in touch culturally. At the end of the day, we in society create culture. Artists live in that and reflect that in music, in art, in photo, whatever. And then we, the consumers, re-engage with that. We like what we like. We don't like what we don't like. Through social media, we can be very direct in letting artists we love know that we love them, whether it's through a, a shout out, whether it's through a follow, whether it's through a comment. So having the middleman, yeah, exists, but who really cares? So, yeah, it's unfortunate. Beyonce didn't get the Emmy this year. She might get it next year. But sis, don't worry. You'll be fine. We'll still buy your albums. We'll still stand you. We'll still drag whoever we see in gold boots too close to jay-z and that's that okay i guess the last thing that's i guess the repairing in section or area so in terms of reparenting what is reparenting and what's it about for me reparenting is the idea of challenging ideas and assumptions that i have reparenting in a way is a means for me to be a bit less of a trash human and 
not take things that I seem to think I know for granted because it's easy to do that especially as you get older you kind of feel like you know what life's about you feel like you've got all the answers sway but the reality is if I'm not constantly questioning why I do things I'm as bad as Tony Robbins Timmy Tommy Robbins I don't even want to repeat his name anyway I'm as bad as him I'm as bad as I don't know, Takashi 69 I don't know, you know, those annoying people that seem, you know, ignorant, they don't know what they're doing, but they seem to have a platform, yeah, I'm just as bad as those if I'm not questioning things that I seem to hold to be true, it's one thing if I've questioned it, I've come to a logical answer, fair enough, but no more making assumptions, especially if the assumptions don't support you, help you, empower you, or allow you to empower others through empowering yourself so all of that is to say I'm just questioning myself and I'm sharing that on this podcast if it resonates with anyone that's great so I guess the first is the idea of self-commitment I am a perpetual avoider I'm a perpetual excuse maker so committing to anything for me becomes unnecessarily complicated it becomes difficult um for me self-commitment shouldn't be as hard as it is and it's only hard because i'm not committing with my trust maybe if i was committing with my trust things would be okay but i haven't been committing with my trust so what is committing with my trust it is planning things in a good headspace. There's no point me making plans of extravagant things or making extravagant goals when I haven't even eaten properly. I'm not cooking for myself. I'm not getting a balanced diet. I'm not getting enough sleep, you know, eight or so hours a night. Um, I'm not well rested. As I said, I'm not well fed. There's no point of making any plans if I'm not in a good headspace. If I can at least get the basics down, then we can think of the complex act of creating a plan or establishing a goal or committing to something. Because it just will not happen if physically and mentally I am not there. The next thing is being clear and specific about my actions what is it that I want to do why do I want to do it and how am I going to get it done there's no point in saying okay I'm going to learn to swim before the end of the year is out why do I want to learn to swim it might be for a holiday I'm going to maybe I'm going to Dubai I'm being flown out um, so I want to be able to get into the water without dying maybe it's just for my fitness so I may have my why how I'm going to look up local swimming pools look up the times they're open maybe look up the times it's not so busy so I'm not embarrassed about learning to swim or potentially drowning finding out if there's any local classes if I want to be supported by someone else getting really specific really specific about the goals um, and maybe when when these are going to be done I would say importantly when it's going to be done um, I guess one thing that I've learned through a number of amazing podcasters that I even follow not using plan as procrastination 
So maybe setting yourself a specific time to plan or to create your goals, however best it suits you and sticking to that time frame. If you're anything like me, a perfectionist, you will go on and on and plan and plan and, you know, create beautiful charts and not actually do the thing. So those 10 hours you spent planning, well-meaning, but if it's not driven by action, what is the point? Okay, so yes, plan, but plan to plan. Be clear even about your planning so you're not, you know, procrastinating on getting things done and then it becomes overwhelming. Okay, so, you know, I've already kind of discussed it, but I've got down here following through and adjusting where necessary. So following through, so not just speaking about doing what I'm going to do, but doing the thing getting things wrong and adjusting so doing things trying not to criticize myself if it's not perfect and how I've imagined it during my planning phase and adjusting what didn't go well what went excellently what can I change um, just to ensure the next time I do a particular thing it's a bit smoother and it will be uncomfortable If we're doing something important, especially something that we aren't used to doing, it will be uncomfortable and your body will be like, no, don't do it. Don't attempt it. Don't even try. And that is your body just trying to keep you safe. Unless it is something that, unless it is like trying drug or hurting somebody. Yes, don't do that. Don't do that. But if it's a goal that you know is going to empower you, but gives you some discomfort, you're going along the right lines. Just don't destroy your body in the process. I'm not with you. Just remember, I'm not with you. So if you break ankle, I'm not there. Anyway, so yeah, in summary, following through and adjusting if it doesn't go perfectly. For me, I've told myself, let me attempt something 30 times at the least. 30 times at the least. So, for example, if I was learning to cane row my hair, I have to practice cane rowing my hair 30 times on 30 different occasions before I criticize my work. If by the 30th time I'm really not getting it, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in the towel or do something alternative. But with that being said, um, that doesn't mean that you can't ask for support before that 30th time it doesn't mean you waste all that time and then you ask for support from someone at your 30th try if you have someone or resource that can help you use it from day one I'm just saying I'm not going to criticize myself if I don't do something perfectly the first time it's ridiculous it's unheard of it's unreal okay so the next thing and I think for me it's the final thing for me to remind myself is um, if I have okay for the next day or two there's a distance um, so for me in terms of planning um, being realistic I think the last thing for me is being realistic about what's achievable um, your brain will try and convince you that you can take on the world that you can do any and everything in five minutes and you are absolutely perfect I don't doubt that you are I'm sure you're wonderful I'm sure you're beautiful I'm sure you slay Um, I'm sure you blend I'm sure you contour 
I'm sure you mix. But, but, we have to be realistic so we're not disappointed. And that is not to limit yourself. You know what you're capable of. But sometimes when we're in the planning phase, you you start going into that Tommy Robbins. To- I'm, I'm mixing up Tommy Robbins, the racist, with Tony Robinson, the motivational speaker. Anyway, any Les Brown, any motivational speaker you can think of. Brie Lee, anyone. Um you can go into that mind frame when you're making your goals and it's great to be enthusiastic but you have to be realistic especially any goal that's worthwhile is going to take time even if it's like a year or two minimum can you honestly do all the things that you've listed every day for the next two years if you can honestly hand on heart say you can achieve those things every day or a bit every day for the next two years go ahead and this is a note to myself because your girl will be absolutely atrocious I'm an absolute slut when it comes to goal creation absolute slut I will do and try anything once okay but often at the same time that's how much of a slut I am I will do it all at the same time okay I was going to say every crevice but I think that's that's a bit too much I'm going off topic but um, I have to exercise being realistic. Yes, there's a dream world and the dreamland, but I don't exist in that, unfortunately. So, yeah, those are my reparenting notes to self regarding self commitment. Anyway, do engage with this podcast. If you like it, do like it. If you love it, share it. Sharing is caring how do you plan to commit to yourself for the next few days over the next few days how do you plan to commit to yourself anywho um i'm going to love you and leave you but hopefully not for a long time speak to you soon peace